Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. I am back after my own self-inflicted hiatus because I really just needed a break. My brain was fried and my soundtrack that I have always thanked for helping me bring you Messy Closet was deleting portions of my audio that I couldn't get back and it was taking me hours to upload everything. So I am coming to you from the Podbean app and I have to say I do like it but I miss recording on my microphone. So I did ask Podbean if they were willing to put in some sort of a PC audio recording thing, and they said that they would take it into consideration. So thank you to Podbean, not only for that consideration, but for answering my question within about an hour. I do highly recommend Podbean because it has gotten me most of my downloads, most of my followers, and I just appreciate all of you who did tune in and kept my ratings up because I took that week off. You still tuned in. So thank you guys so much. And let's get to what I'm ready to talk about. So I have an episode called Philosophizing Woke. And although I think that there are some decent aspects to what the woke culture is doing, I think that they're going about it harshly with cancel culture and going after celebrities harder than we should be going after politicians. So here is today's episode, Philosophizing Anti-Woke. As I mentioned in my earlier episodes, my nickname in my family growing up was The Liberal because I have very liberal and progressive views, but I'm just not quite woke enough for the woke crowd with cancel culture. It just doesn't sit well with me. In my humble opinion, anti-woke is the far-right term for the new fascism, and it is far more dangerous than woke, because woke literally wants to cancel, like, private citizens and things like that, and anti-woke wants to destroy private citizens, like the LGBT community and the trans community and anything that they deem not white Western Europe. So, we are in the middle of literally like trying to fight for the soul of the nation. And we have representatives in Congress like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobart, who are strongly pushing that Trump needs to be back in the White House. Now, he didn't do a great job the first four years. We voted him out. We definitely don't need him back. But where did fascism start? Well, it actually started in 1930. So 1932, Germany, Hitler is, you know, he's just rounding up the youth and it started in Italy. My father used to wear a brown shirt to school. So as I have said, my, some of my mother's family was in the United States before World War I, but fought in World War I. Then My mother's father came to this country prior to World War II from Italy. They ran from Mussolini and fascism. My father's family came here after because their business was just 
not doing well after World War II in Italy, so they came here for a new opportunity. So after World War II, fascism and communism obviously came on to the rise. We had, you know, the Cold War in the 80s. We'll get to that in a moment. But fascism didn't disappear. It just became new versions of things, the neo-Nazis, the Proud Boys, and now we have this anti-woke with politicians. And it's dangerous because Ron DeSantis is there trying to pass that bill. So a federal appeals court took away Ron DeSantis's anti-woke law. They blocked it in Florida public colleges, which was going to take away women's studies, African studies, Jewish studies, things that he considers woke ideology, but that's not woke ideology. Those are people's lives. You can't take away LGBTQ studies. You can't take away women's studies. He wants everything to be European studies and white. And, you know, it's like, If you guys haven't read 1984, I'm in the middle of reading it again, and we're very, very close to like several steps into what is going on. So this bill was blocked, and that's a good thing because, you know, teachers in Florida, even some people in Florida I've been seeing on TikTok want to leave, but they can't. They can't afford to leave. Teachers have to spend now hours scanning books that they have in their classrooms and libraries into a system that takes weeks to see if they can keep it on the shelf or not. And they're risking losing their jobs or being arrested if they have one of these books in their classrooms. And this is not America. So this is why I believe that anti-woke is far more dangerous. And then we have the MAGA, which is the other side of anti-woke, which just wants Trumpism around. And, you know, I've been listening and I'm looking at this indictment that's supposed to be coming on Tuesday. And the only person who said anything about it was Donald Trump. And, you know, I don't know. I've heard that like Giuliani had testified and maybe a few other people testified against him um, with this whole Stormy Daniels thing. Now, the confusing part is that he sued Stormy Daniels for 300,001 and then her lawyer was arrested for some kind of money laundering. And that always seemed really weird to me because it seemed like they had the evidence, but she still went forward going to the DA and this grand jury who's just regular old New Yorkers like me and my family and friends saw the evidence and decided that there was reason to prosecute. I mean, Michael Cohen, his lawyer, went to prison. He did part of his sentencing in Otisville, New York. That's a little bit upstate. And then he finished the rest on house arrest. So, you know, there's all these people out there. I saw a TikTok of Chris Cuomo saying, you know, there is no law that prevents him even being indicted from running for president. And I see that a lot of people still think that he can do something to save the country and truly believe that Nancy Pelosi's footage from January 6th cherry-picked when actually 
the videos were given to Tucker Carlson by Kevin McCarthy, who cherry-picked it to make it look like there was no insurrection and it was peaceful. And the reason for that is we find out that Rupert Murdoch believed that Fox News viewers were too stupid to believe the truth about what was going on. And then the text messages with Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson saying they can't stand him and they're done with him and all of these different things. And now Fox News is calling Trump the swamp, but they helped create the swamp. And I said many years ago, probably in like 2008, 2009, I turned on Fox News once. I said, this is not news. And I turned it off. And I know a lot of people want to believe that it's news because it's created a world for you to live in fear and anger and anguish at what you think is going on. But these are problems that didn't exist until the anti-woke created them. So in turn, that created like the wokeness. So it was really the anger towards people who have been marginalized, LGBT, Jewish women, any of those, you know, combinations. We have African Americans, we have, you know, Latinas, and we have Asians who have been uh, discriminated against Native Americans, you know, to an extent, at least in their early days when Italians came to the United States, they were discriminated against. So there's always been a round of discrimination with everyone. But for some reason, everybody wants this like white Christian national, well, at least the woke, the anti-woke MAGA people, they want this white Christian nationalism to take over thinking that this will somehow make the country great. But the country was based on diversity and freedom of religion, freedom to choose, not freedom for one religion to tell everybody else how to live. And my other thing is, why do you care so much? Like, okay, so there's a drag brunch show. Now, if you're a parent and you would like to bring your child to a drag brunch show, you should have that opportunity to do so unless it says 18 plus and there's going to be like some racy content. But if it's just people doing their art, singing and dancing with nothing like sexual because it's not, then there's no problem and you should let the parent choose. You should also let the parent choose what their child learns in school, you shouldn't have them, like, books banned. You know, you shouldn't put that on the parents, that books are banned and your kids are going to get in trouble and their teachers are going to get in trouble. And then I'm seeing now in Alabama, which is, what, 49th in the country for education, 48th or 49th, they don't care about the kids, but they're putting in these bulletproof doors, walls, whatever it is, for the classrooms, and they have these teachers pulling these doors going, see, isn't that easy? No, what's easier is passing a law that people can't get their hands on weapons of mass destruction to use on schools and kill kids and maybe spend your money and your votes there instead of taking lobby money from the NRA because we know what you're doing. So, This is the whole problem with the anti-wokeness is that they want to destroy what they fear and they want to bulldoze over it and they want 
one person to make all the rules and never give up the power. And this is how Rome fell, people. This is how Rome fell. You had, you know, a succession of emperors come through. Some were related and some just killed the emperor and took his place. But this is how Rome fell because the laws were no longer working when the emperors had too much power and no one stopped them. So there's so much to unpack with all of this, but anybody that wants to stop a human being from being who they are or getting the help that they need, whether it's medically, like physical medication, emotional, mental help, if they want to stop you from expressing yourself, if they want to stop you from reading and learning the truth about even Rosa Parks saying that she got arrested because she was told to move her seat on the bus, but she did not. That's all it says in Florida. They're saying nothing about segregation because they think that what white people are so fragile that they can't handle hearing that at some point in this country we had slavery and segregation. They don't want to talk about it, but they want to go back to it. So make that make any sense at all. You want to say that slavery and segregation never existed because you don't want to harm the fragile egos of people who think that they are the superior race. Well, if you're the superior race, honey bunnies, you shouldn't have a fragile ego. And, you know, it's people like the the Murdoch's, like those pinky white see-through people that like, you know, just the sun bounces off of them. They're just honestly to me a little creepy looking. Sorry, but I just can't handle that. Like, pasty whiteness of, of, of that. And you think you're better than everyone else because you have light hair, light eyes and light skin. And that makes no dif- difference to me. Like it, it makes no sense to me either because you guys sunburn more easily than I do with my Italian, Greek and Middle Eastern DNA. So there's a lot of this you know, pro-MAGA, Trump is going to win by a landslide if he gets arrested, rhetoric out there. And now between Trump and DeSantis, they're just, you know, going to fling shots at each other. Although I think DeSantis has been a little quiet yet. But the point is they're both dangerous. You know, I mean, say what you want about Joe Biden, but the world, except for the banks, are stable. But for anyone who doesn't want to believe that Trump was the one who rolled back those regulations for the banks so that his friends could get investors to put money in and there were no regulations to protect that money so that his criminal friends and his little friends like Mark Zuckerberg in Silicon Valley could take that investor money and do what they want with it and there's no protection. And they could say, oops, my business failed. It's classic producers. If you've never seen the producers, there's two versions of it. The first film came out in 1967. It was Mel Brooks 
and the other film came out in 2005. So it's basically these guys who ran a scam to put on a really bad Broadway show and get all of these people to invest in it. And once it failed, they couldn't do anything. They were going to make sure it failed so they could take off with the money. So that is how you do it. And that is just very classic. It was taken from a movie. So I just want you guys to know that, you know, you're watching people redo movie plots and kind of trick you into it if you're buying it. If you're not, good for you. Now let's go back a little further because I have often said that one of my first memories was seeing Jimmy Carter on TV and asking who it was saying he was the president of the United States, and I was like three years old and totally enthralled with it. And then, boom, we had Reagan. Now, Jimmy Carter was one of the very few one-term presidents. Of course, there was Trump, but Trump, like I said, did a horrible job. If you don't believe that, I don't know what to tell you. But former Texas governor John Connolly Jr., persuaded Middle Eastern leaders to keep the U.S. hostages in Iran locked up until the 1980 election that put Ronald Reagan in the White House. Now this is coming out that Jimmy Carter at 98 is in hospice care. So the Iran hostage crisis began in 1979 and They were taken, these 60 Americans, by a group of Iranian students storming the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, and they were taken hostage on November 4th, 1979, and this was a year before the election. So now we're finding out that they could have been released, and Reagan was credited heavily and you know, highly, highly regarded for ending this hostage situation so quickly into his presidency. Now, I've spoken about this before because one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. And Back to the Future has a lot of imagery in it that could suggest real-time travel with certain events. And one thing that they did focus on when Marty went back to the 50s was who is the president, and he said Ronald Reagan, and the line was, the actor? And Ronald Reagan and his whole, you know, Republican theme, you can kind of think of it as anti-woke because he pushed for trickle-down economics and not taxing the rich so that the rich could put their money back into the system and the economy and everything would work better and Reaganomics, a lot of people lost a lot of things and we're still waiting for that trickle down. So now to find out that there was some sabotage with that election puts a lot of truth to the fact that there could have been sabotage in the 2016 election because I am telling you that electoral map was all blue and then weirdly it started turning all red and I saw the timeline change. I saw that whole pixelation. So people have done things before to manipulate certain things and 
I feel like it's gotten more advanced. And I feel like in 2020, a little more normalcy had been brought back. But again, it just pushed the MAGA and the fascism and the anti-woke even further. And what I don't understand is why does it have to be one way or the other? This is America. We have known pedophiles, rapists, people, sexual assaulting people who are in very high positions all over the place on all sides of the aisle. So don't get me started that it's one or the other. We know it's all sides of the aisle. And we have the people who are really being hurt by this, being tricked into choosing a side that's either woke and wants to cancel people's lives and livelihood because you disagree with them and you have the anti-woke that want to demolish everything that they are afraid of. Meanwhile, they're doing half of it themselves and then some. Like what happened to debate teams? What happened to good old-fashioned debates and normalizing, civilized, speaking to each other, you know, civilized conversations rather than all of this fighting? And a lot of it comes from social media because you have your unfiltered way of thinking and people can either like it, dislike it, agree with it, or disagree with it. But some of the people who just want that attention don't care if it's disliked by three million people as long as those thousands of people that do like it keep talking about it and talking about it because negative attention is just as good as positive attention. And that goes for both woke and anti-woke. But anti-woke will be the death of the United States if we really let it get to us because this is not who we are. And I'm sorry, Gen X, this is not who we are at all. I saw a TikTok that said, Gen X only has two modes, young boomer or old millennial. I'm sorry, no people. We are a generation of our own and we shouldn't be picking sides with boomers or millennials. We should be on our own side like we always have been. And that is part of the spiritual journey is being able to detach yourself from wanting to fit in so much with one crowd or the other that you will abandon your own free thinking, your own free will, and you will just follow the masses to Fox News to see and to MSNBC, to wherever it is that they're telling you the news that you want to hear that makes you comfortable and not afraid in the world. And there's not a lot of things to really be afraid of in the world except for like, you know, pending nuclear war and what's going on there. Or maybe this UFO alien invasion, but I'll talk about that on Conspiracy Theory Thursdays this week. But the point is, anti-woke is just a new way of hiding fascism and and MAGA and one side wanting to control. I'm not saying that both sides are perfect. I'm saying that the anti-woke side wants to control everyone's thoughts and feelings and actions. And they're saying that this is a good thing and they're not finding very smart people who think for themselves to agree with them. They're finding people who I have seen that are easily led to follow them. Now, the Democrats, although not perfect, you say, yeah, they should be doing more. They should be, but it's hard to do things when you have to fight for decency and normalcy just within the chamber walls of Congress because 
They're not getting that. How do you get something done when you have Lauren Bobart and Marjorie Taylor Greene screaming about tweets where they can't reach their constituents and, and, you know, Trump needs to come back and finish what he started and they're screaming obscenities during speeches. This is not dignified in what we should have representing the United States at all. That is girls gone wild in Congress. The only thing they haven't done is flash their boobs to Congress, at least. We don't know what they've done elsewhere. And they're more worried about proving January 6th was not an insurrection, which it was, than they are, you know, worried about passing laws that are going to help people. They want to take away rights rather than give rights. So that's not what this country is about and not what it was built on. So anyone who believes that and is forming their opinions to go along with the anti-woke, you're playing a dangerous game because when they decide that what you've done isn't good enough for them, although you've been supporting it forever, they're going to come for you too. So remember to think freely and stand up for your own rights first and then put yourself in someone else's shoes if you want to try to take away their rights for their lives to be free. Think about that. Think about how that feels, and then you tell me if that's something you can live with. So don't go with the anti-woke because it's just going to be the downfall of the United States and freedom everywhere. And you have the freedom to disagree with me. That's fine. Just don't be nasty about it because I am a Gen Xer and I don't subscribe to nasty thoughts. I will basically just New York Italian Gen X the hell out of it and you won't have an easy time fighting against me in that way. So with that, I have to thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Messy Closet. And don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.